Good morning. This is Bill Sullivan with uh, Denodo. I have responsibility for the United States federal business here at Denodo, and it is my privilege to welcome Dave Nelson. Uh, Dave is currently the Chief Information Officer and Chief Data Officer at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Uh, I believe he's been in this role since 2016, so he is a very experienced government executive dealing with large-scale technology. Dave, first and foremost, thank you for joining us and welcome this morning. Yeah, thank you, Bill. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is, uh, this is exciting. Thank you. Thanks. We've had the pleasure of meeting a couple of times in the past, and uh, it's good to see you again. Thank you. And for those that are not familiar with you, uh, just a, a brief thumbnail of your your background, you actually have extensive experience uh, in the private sector before uh, joining government as a co-founder of two broadband development companies, uh, working both in the United States as well as a vice president of operations for a telecommunications firm where you uh, manage several hundred earth stations across Europe, Latin America, and the United States. Um, certainly a hot topic. Are you, uh, the, the whole issue of uh, satellites these days, are you uh, pulling satellites into your enter enterprise right now? We're going to talk about the NRC in a minute, but I'm just kind of curious if you brought that forward into your current uh, current work. No, um, it, it really isn't a fit. Um, and that's that's one of the one of the things I've learned through my career is you don't bring technology in uh, to find a problem. So um, satellites, satellites are an excellent technology for, you know, the, the subset of, of problems that they're they're addressing. But uh, no, we don't have any satellites here at, at NRC. Mm -hmm. You're certainly a man ahead of your time. Uh, they're, they're, they're certainly a hot side of the market right now. Um, let's not to give you a, an extensive background, but to tell us a little bit about where you where you did your school, where you did your education and kind of your your formative experiences in your 20s and 30s kind of brought to where you are today. Sure. Um, yeah, my my school, that's that's quite a, a mixed um story as well. I, I, I started out in the Air Force in technology um, four years straight out of high school and, uh, and started my school in, in the Air Force at University of Maryland. Um, continued through University of Maryland classes through a variety of different universities uh, when I returned um, from active, active duty and mostly here in the Washington, D.C. area. Had a little bit of, of uh, George Mason school. I had some Penn State school, but but I had an opportunity um, to work for more than 20 years at, at a variety of tech companies, both large and small. Um, I, I worked for uh, one company, Nortel, for 11 years, which was quite a long time, but I, I had an opportunity to work in, in Europe with them um, and really uh, start to see different perspectives and you know how problems are solved in different parts of the country based or the, the world based on on culture even um so kind of opened my opened my eyes quite a bit i worked as you said for the satellite company following that i worked for a, a CLEC. Uh, for some of you might remember when divestiture happened with the uh with the telecom companies some private companies built uh telecom companies and, and we're selling mostly to businesses. So I, I was in one of those on the, on the East coast, we had five um, large switches through throughout the East coast. And most of this time I was working in customer service, operations, technology, um, and, and leading 
um, through these companies. Um, and then following my time uh, in private sector, my first job in the federal government was with uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. Um, I joined them when I, I actually, just as my kids were a little smaller, I joined them yeah, to try to cut down a little bit on travel and uh, and be a little closer uh, to home. Um, but I, I had an opportunity to really work on some major projects and programs there, um, starting with the 1-800-Medicare call centers and tying all the agencies back in systems, their uh, enrollment systems, their claim systems, everything up to a CRM desktop um, uh, to support a, a virtual agents uh, throughout the country um, to respond to Medicare questions. And prior to that, you know, there really, you probably wouldn't get a consistent answer. You wouldn't have the consistent data uh, to provide that answer to the beneficiary when, when you receive the calls um, at 1-800-MEDICARE. Um, following that, I had a chance to actually if I could yeah. jump in there just a second sure. here, it, it, I, I found that part of your background interesting. Um, for those that don't know, the state and local government market is probably 40% larger in aggregate than the U.S. federal market. And 60% of the U.S. state and local IT budget is spent on health care and human services. A significant portion of that is Medicaid. Uh, which comes out of CMS. So it, it really caught my attention. You were you were driving a really big ship back. I mean, you're driving a big ship now from an IT perspective, but that's about the biggest. Yeah, it was a much larger know. ship than what I drive today. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it um, is. It, uh, yeah, yeah I, I had an opportunity following the, the call center work to actually design and implement Medicare's first predictive modeling and fraud prevention system. Um, okay. To look at all the claims as they were coming in, because uh, really fraud within the Medicare system is primarily through, um, I mean, the, most of the providers are, are wonderful providers, but yeah. it, it's through people hijacking provider IDs and, and being able to bill for services a lot of times not rendered. Um, so we were able to, um, to actually look at claims as they were coming in pretty much real time and run a number of different predictive models against them um, and create, um, you know, sort of profiles that we were able to look for, you know, bad actors or, or, or activities that didn't look like that, that, that needed some additional um, investigation. And we were able to collect and bring all that data together um, and look at it um, holistically with different kinds of models. Hmm. Um, so it was a really exciting time um, uh, bringing that system up and, and having it operational um, for a few years while, while I was doing that program. Um, but that then sounds, following, sounds please, suspiciously like early days of artificial intelligence. Um, it actually was. It was very close to that. I mean, we were doing machine learning. Um, so, I mean, uh, essentially it was. We were trying to do neural networks. Mm -hmm. We were trying to use the machines and the, and the models to look for behaviors that perhaps humans might not find, but seem to have some core. You could look at the math and you could see the correlation to what we found, you know, learning what was actually um, fraud or, or the wrong kind of billing. So, yeah, it, it really was early AI. And we we hired, or I hired, <laughs> didn't have a lot of background at the time, uh, 
um, social scientists that were coming out of places like University of Chicago to come in and build these these models. So it was it was a really serious um, what AI was at the day. Um, well, you know, it's it's interesting because you know Wall Street right now is hiring a lot of sociologists and social scientists to study behavior. Um, you know, a lot of, as you know, a lot of the uh, cyber work now is done on what's standard behavior inside of a network and what's variance and start looking for the variance using AI. Like I think that's why it, it caught my attention. It, it, so, so just to, to, to briefly review here, I mean, you had exposure to enterprise technology from its earliest days. I mean, you know, there were mainframes and then there was the, the telecommunication space. Uh, and, and certainly mainframes were kind of were what they were. They were interesting, but didn't move a lot. Telecom was the one that was really fast back in the day. And then massive data at CMS and running AI applications on it before AI was, was a thing, really. Um, exactly. It, it, I mean, it was, it was uh, very exciting. I, I also, following the fraud prevention system, um, I was asked to step in. Uh, at that point, I'd run a few major programs to step in as the chief information officer at Medicare um, uh, and leading the recovery of healthcare.gov, which was a which was a massive undertaking. It was uh, probably the most complex set of systems in integration across the federal government, certainly that I've ever seen, but maybe really that's ever existed between all the different um, all the different uh, agencies that were involved in providing those services through, hmm. um, you know, uh, really transactional speed, sort of uh, uh, the ability to really look at a, somebody that was applying or actually enrolling in the, or potentially enrolling, seeing if they're eligible for enrollment, um, to put in things even such as their their salary and, and having the system very quickly reach out to IRS and, and, and see if, if it matched their last tax returns or um, no kidding okay yeah we, we, yeah we looked at um you know citizenship we looked you know with dhs we looked at a number of different we, we we traded information with va we traded information with um a number of different places i think about 13 different agencies to try to determine whether this this citizen was eligible for these services or if they should be going to medicaid um, and if we, we determined they, they were really eligible for Medicaid first, we would send them there um, and then actually let them into the system to, to, um, to then uh, go through their shopping experience. And we were integrated with all the plans as well so that you could. Oh, that's right. The early days of the exchanges and uh, almost became known as Obamacare. And yeah, exactly. So it was that was an ex very exciting um opportunity and, and time. Um, yeah. I don't think I probably could have in my career, I'll never find a project that big again or a program that big again. No, but I mean, it was that's exciting. We, we did a lot of new types of things we did develop in in a very different way. Agile development was was clearly the, the model we had to use and yeah. working with a lot of different vendors um, and integrating them uh, with this one, you know, with a good vision and the good goals for the for the federal government to to meet the needs of the administration at the time. So and from was, memory, then that time frame that would have been uh, client server would have been pretty mature. 
probably didn't even have Hadoop or in the cloud wasn't even a distant inkling actually, at that point. Actually, it was. Uh, Did you know, yeah. was there. Um, uh, the cloud was there. We were in the cloud. In yeah, fact, cloud. we were in multiple <clears throat> clouds operating this uh, very massive integrated system. Wow. Um, so we were very early. We were one of the first uh, into AWS um, and some of the other clouds that we were operating in. So yeah, we were we were definitely up in the cloud for that for that um, program. It's still so. Is. So to summarize to this point, so military service, um, telecom when telecom was the thing, uh, leadership in one of the largest uh, data sets in the world. I mean, uh, U.S. healthcare looking at the entirety of the problem, early days of artificial intelligence running against massive data sets, adoption of the cloud. That's an extraordinary uh, sequence of accomplishments throughout a career. Uh, you, you must, you must take a great deal of pride in that. I do. It was, it was, um, I, I was, I was happy to serve the public in those, in those kind of successful programs. Yeah. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this and I thank you for the time uh, on behalf of uh CDO Magazine, we, we, we both thank you for, for your time and your insights. Mostly, I, I thank you for, uh, as I say, a firm hand on the tiller at what is a, a critically important element of government. Um, I guess anybody can get in touch with you via uh, the NRC website for any follow-up questions. Sure. Um, but thank you, Dave. It's, it, it's yeah. a pleasure, and, and I hope you have a great week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to, to share some thoughts. Thank you, sir. Take care now. Take care.